My, my, my. Oh, yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. We praise you. We give you thanks. Oh, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. Oh, for your goodness. Oh, hallelujah. Hear from heaven, oh God. Lord, forgive our sins. Heal our land. Heal our land, oh God. Hallelujah. You are good to us, O oh God. Oh, you brought us through that dark night. You brought us to see the morning. Oh, God, continue to watch over us, strengthen us, protect us, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Mm. Yes, Lord. Oh, we wait, Lord. We wait upon you. We seek you, O oh God. We are looking to you. Oh, yes, Lord. You're altogether lovely. Oh, yes, Lord. You're wonderful. Hallelujah. Fill our cup, Lord. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, God, for your great grace. We thank you for your tender mercies. We thank you, God, that you've brought us this far. Lord, you've kept us, kept us from danger, seen and unseen. You covered us, O oh God. You protected us. You watched over us in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, you gave us a mind to walk worthy of the vocation where we are called. Father, we thank you. We look to you in prayer, oh, God, this morning. Remembering all those who call upon your name. Your name, oh, God. That strong tower. Oh, send your anointing, send your word. Send your word, O oh God, and heal. Send your word and deliver. Send your word and strengthen. He, hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. As we study together, O oh God. As we study together, as we learn one from another. Anoint us, O oh God. Anoint us with your word. Hallelujah. Anoint us. Ye God, open the minds of our understanding. Remember all your ministers and servants. My God, ministers of reconciliation. Oh, God, give us that mind of service to our fellow man. Oh, God, cause us to do those things, oh, God, that you would have us to do. Oh, remember, oh, God. Remember. Oh, God, just as you remembered Noah, remember, oh, God. Oh, hallelujah. 
Oh, God, we call on you. Jesus, we know not what we ought to pray for. But your spirit make it intercession, O oh God, with moanings and groanings that cannot be uttered. My God, my God, in the name of Jesus, help us to walk worthy, Lord. Help us to walk according to your word. <coughs> help us to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Oh, we thank you. Hallelujah. Remember Bishop Stevens and Bishop Batts and uh, Minister Dawkins and Minister Dennis, Ella Katenga, Minister Brown, Minister Selman, Evangelist Katenga, and all your people, oh God. Remember Bishop Cole, oh God, Brother Stevenson, my God, in the name of Jesus, Brother Scooter. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, uh, remember your people, Lord, I call on your name. Uh, remember my children, oh, God, uh, Denise and Andrew and Tremaine and Terrell and their children, oh, God. Uh, oh, God, for the promise is unto us and to our children, our children's children. Uh, Oh, God, even as many as the Lord of oh God shall call. Remember the Hilton family, oh God, the Campbell family, the Stanley family, oh God. Remember all the families. Oh, God, I call on your name. Hallelujah. Remember the Moulton family, the Bennett family, the Clark family, the Fosters, my God, the Millwood family, the Foresters, my God, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, remember Pastor Goodman and Pastor Brett and Pastor Hire, my God. Oh, God, remember Bishop White, oh, God, in the name of Jesus. Oh, Pastor Richards and all the people of God, Bishop Beckford, Lord, and Bishop Gibbs, in the name of Jesus. Lord, remember your people everywhere. Oh, Lord, we thank you. Give us a word, oh God, as we move forward. Send your anointing, we pray, in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, the heavens declare your glory and the firmament show it your handiwork. Yes, Lord. Oh, we thank you. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Mmm. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And a pleasant good morning to you, you and you, Brother Brown, here this morning. And it's a pleasure to be back. It's always good to be in God's presence among his holy nation yes his royal priesthood his nation of kings and priests and it's my honor it's my privilege to be with you this morning where we can study together we can learn one from another in the name of jesus today is monday july the 6th 2020 and this is the master of arts new testament letters program and our topic today endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. To endeavor is to strive fervently, make as much effort as we can to do or to implement an idea that we have in mind. And today our topic tells us we should endeavor to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. <laughs> My God, my God. And to endeavor to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace, 
as much as light in you, you must live peaceably with all men. When others desire war, you have to seek peace and pursue it. So endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace is active and not passively working towards maintaining that unity and that peace. Word tells us that we, in Romans chapter 8 verse 15, we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but we have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. So we receive the spirit and it is our task, our objective, our goal to keep that unity of the spirit. We received the spirit of adoption brought into the royal family, not the spirit to be bound, tied up, and to be held down. So we cry, Abba, Father. And not only ourselves, but the old creation is moaning and groaning, <coughs> waiting for the deliverance. Romans 8.23 says, And not only thee, but ourselves, which are the first fruits of the Spirit. Even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. We are waiting to be caught up Yes, in the first resurrection at the last trump. For the trumpet of God shall sound, and the dead in Christ shall rise, and we that are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. So we which have the first fruits of the Spirit grown within ourselves, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace, waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our bodies. Now, natural Israelites, to whom pertain the adoption, natural Israel, to whom pertain the adoption and the glory and the covenants and the giving of the law and the service of God and the promises, they also will be caught up with us. The Bible tells us, and I saw a bunch of people, 144,000 of all the tribes of Israel, 12,000 from each tribe, and they were sealed with the Spirit of God. 12,000 from Judah, 12,000 from Reuben, 12,000 from Levi, 12,000 from Simeon, 12,000 from Naphtali, and so on. The Israelites, to whom pertain the adoption and the glory and the covenants and the giving of the law and the service of God and the promises, they too were sealed with the Spirit. And we are engrafted into the good olive tree. Now, Israel, natural Israel, the natural branches, some were broken off a little while, will be re-engrafted into the good olive tree. And the Gentiles, which are a wild olive tree, will be engrafted into the good olive tree. Okay, why? To redeem them that were under the law. Israel were under the law and they will be redeemed in Jesus Christ that we might receive the adoption of sons. So by one spirit are we all baptized into one body whether we be Jews or Greeks. The word tells us, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn, the firstborn among many brethren. Jesus Christ, the firstborn from the dead, all of us were foreknown, and God, by the foreknowledge that he had of us, did predestinate us. Yes, predestination. We were predestinated to be conformed to the image of his son. That Jesus Christ might be the firstborn among many brethren we come in after. Now Romans 8.30 says, Moreover, whom he did predestinate. So if you are predestinated, then he called you. Doesn't matter what men say in their ignorance, seeking to demonstrate the wisdom of the world, it is unimportant what men say after their own simple minds what the word says is right. What the word of God says is right. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, God predestinated us 
called us, he justified us, and he will also glorify us. Now, Ephesians 1 verse 5 says, Having predestinated us. Oh, you might not have been predestinated to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. That is fine. That's your choosing. That's your will. But that's okay. God will deal with you at a later point in time. But us, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself. Listen to this. According to the good pleasure of his will. Not our will. Father, if it be possible, let this come pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. And his will was that we are predestinated to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Having predestinated us as children, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, According to the good pleasure of his will, that is God's will. Ephesians 1, 11 then tells us, In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, by virtue of the fact that we are predestinated, called, justified, and will be glorified in Jesus Christ, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will, we have obtained that inheritance. We have assured, reserved for us in the heavenly places an inheritance. We have obtained it. We are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus to wait, waiting for the adoption of the body, being predestinated according to the purpose of him. Being predestinated according to the purpose of him, that is Christ Jesus, who worketh all things. Jesus worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. Imagine that. Men and women will try to deceive you, telling you about your free will, this and your free. I see many of them in situations that their free will, if it were possible, they would have exercised a long time ago. Come on, somebody. But Jesus Christ, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose. We are predestinated according to the purpose of him, that is Jesus Christ, who worketh all things, every single thing, every event, every happening, every occasion in your life, God worketh it, all things, after the counsel of his own will. Our topic today, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. We move into our text today. It comes from Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. Paul then wrote to the church at Ephesus, letting them know that he, a prisoner of the Lord, is beseeching them. He wrote, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you, I beg you, that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. Here it is, he predestinated. He called you. Now you're being admonished and beseeched to walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. There's a certain way to walk. Yes, the walk of the believer. And Paul was stressing, beseeching, begging. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, Beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. How? With all lowliness, with all lowliness, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. So here Paul describes the fruit of the Spirit. Lowliness, meekness, long-suffering, forbearance. He is speaking about keeping the unity of the Spirit 
by the Spirit. So we should walk worthy of the vocation where we are called. Having predestinated us, he called us. Whom he called, he justified. And whom he justified, them he will also glorify. But we have a responsibility in the way we walk. I therefore... The prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation where we, ye are called. Walk in the Spirit. How? With all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring, making that effort to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. You got to make the effort. When men and women rise up and carry on and misbehave and do all the things, you have to make the effort, you have to endeavor to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. The Bible says, mark those which cause division among you and separate yourself from them. But you must endeavor to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Why? There is one body. There is one body, it's the body of Christ. People try to create denominations and organizations and separate because they want dominion and control. But there is one body and Christ is the head of all things to the church. There is one body. You're not fooling anybody. You have your separate little organization, organization where you're the head and the chief and the stuff and you run it. Yes, you run it by your spirit. Uh-uh. There is one body. And there's one spirit, one spirit, one Holy Spirit. There are seven spirits of God. There's one Holy Spirit. The Father is the Holy Spirit. God is spirit. The Father is spirit and he is holy. There's one body and one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. You are called to look for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. One hope of your calling. The only thing you're looking for is that blessed hope. Look up for your redemption joy nigh. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. There is one Lord. Be not deceived my beloved. You have the deceivers. The manipulators, those who have crept in unawares, cunning, crafty, deceitful men trying to tell you about three lords and three gods and stuff like that. They're liars, deceivers. There is one Lord, one faith. This is the holy faith. They try to make up another. It's false. And there is one baptism. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. There's one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. One God and Father of all. Our Father is God, and He is holy. He is spirit. He is the Holy Spirit. One God, one Father, who is above all. And through all, you notice He said all, He's above all. And through all, and in you all. God blew His breath into man. And man became a living soul. But unto every one of us is given grace because of our minds. And it's lacking. It's the lack of ability to comprehend. To everyone is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. We grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Paul said, Oh, that I may know him. And the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. There's one God. The Father, he's spirit. He's holy. He's the Holy Spirit. Who's above all and through all and in you all. But because of ignorance unto every one of us is given grace. We are sin abound. Grace did much more abound. But shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? No, God has forbidden that. Unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Listen to this. Wherefore he said, When he ascended upon high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. So at the resurrection of Jesus Christ and in being 
caught up. Wherefore, he said, when he ascended upon high, when he was caught up, this same Jesus, which is caught up from you, which is taken up from you, shall so come in like manner as you see him go. He led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. The word then tells us, now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? So Jesus went and he preached to the spirits which were in prison who once during the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah, Jesus Christ, and went to preach to those that were dead. The gospel was preached to those that were dead. That they may be judged according to men in the flesh, but live according to God in the spirit. So Jesus went and he preached to those that were dead that they may be judged according to men in the flesh, but live according to God in the spirit. Now that he ascended, what is it? But that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. He that descended, he that went down into the lower parts of the earth, is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. Listen to this. And he gave some apostles the gifts. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Why? For the perfecting of the saints. There is a job to be done. There is a task to perform. He gave the gifts for the perfecting of the saints. For the edification of the saints. For teaching the saints. For the perfecting of the saints. For the work of the ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ. So the different gifts and offices. Its purpose. The purpose for giving was for the perfecting of the saints. Not for you and me to run around calling ourselves by titles. Being puffed up. Boastful. Proud. Feeling like we're something when we're nothing. But these gifts were given for the perfecting of the saints. For the work of the ministry. And for the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come in the unity of the faith. So there is a time element to these gifts. They were given till we all come in the unity of the faith. That's why the Bible tells us endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is a unity that is sought for. There's a unity that is desired. The submission to Jesus Christ, to the Spirit of Christ, to the perfect law of liberty, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. Oh, that I may know him until we get to know him. Many don't know him. So these gifts are given till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. You got to get to know him. Unto a perfect man, we become one man in Christ unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. There is a goal. There is an aspiration. We seek to know him unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Why? That we henceforth be no more children. That we be henceforth, that we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. That's why the Bible tells us the church abided steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. Read the book. Everything as they try to make up, everything as they try to bring from outside, everything false they try to bring from outside and they try to write it in the footnotes. That we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of that. You can't move us. You can't move us with that false doctrine. You can't deceive us with that false doctrine. Why? 
because we search the scriptures to see if the things that you are saying are so and we found them to be false it's not in the book what you're preaching is not in the book my god my god that we henceforth be no more children toss to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men they slick trying to use philosophical arguments and cunning crafty words with their cunning craftiness what do they do whereby they lie in way to deceive like that serpent like that snake lying in wait to deceive the gullible but we are henceforth no more children not tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine we stay in the book we search the scriptures we prove all things that we be henceforth no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in way to deceive but speaking the truth in love <laughs> We're not afraid to tell you the truth in love. We love you. With the love of Jesus Christ, we love you. But we're going to tell you the truth in love. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. One head in the church. And he, Christ, is the head of all things to the church, whether you like it or not. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. From whom the whole body, not your part, not my part, but the whole body fitly joined together, together. Oh, you might want to separate this little piece and that little piece and carry off that little piece and do this and uh-uh, not happening. From whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplied. The weaker things, the unseemly parts of the body are necessary for its sustenance. So, Christ the head from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplied according to the effectual working in the measure of every part every part has its purpose and every purpose is necessary for the effectual working in the measure of every part make it increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love every single part working with one aim for the perfection of the body paul then said this i then say this i say therefore and testify in the lord that he henceforth going forward walk not as other gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind you have these vain individuals vain puffed up vain imaginations their minds imagine they seen all dopey in scripture they seen all kind of things vain imagination their minds running away with them they've gone down to the witch of endor claim they see gods coming up out of the earth this i say then this i say therefore and testifying the lord that going forward that he ends for it Walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their minds. Their vain imagination. The Bible says, having the understanding darkened. Ignorant. Not having understanding. Jesus had to open the understanding of his disciples. But these individuals having the understanding darkened. Being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their hearts their hearts they have turned and given over to the things of this world so their hearts have been blinded their understanding darkened they are alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart the word says who being past feeling they lack feeling they lack compassion 
they lack understanding, filled with ignorance, filled with blindness, who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness, loose, lewd lifestyles. They have no feelings, no natural affections, no shame. Who being past feeling, they don't feel anymore. They just operate as natural brute beasts. Who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness, lewdness, to work all uncleanness with greediness. Have you ever seen a greedy person? Greedy, gorging, gorging themselves to work all uncleanness with greediness. But you have not so learned Christ. It's important to understand we didn't learn Christ that way. That came in through men that crept in unawares. Having their belly as their gods. Lovers of filthy lucre. Manipulating, deceiving with cunning craftiness. But you have not so learned Christ. If it be so that you have heard him. They've heard the word of God and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. Beloved, the truth is in Jesus, not these false prophets, not these ministers of Satan, not these manipulators who have made Caesar their king, not the lovers of this world. If any man love the world, the love of the father is not in him promoting the things of this world acquisition of the things of this world and claiming Christ at the same time you cannot serve God and mammon you're going to love one and eat the other you have not so learned Christ if so be you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus beloved the truth is in Jesus Jesus said I am the way the truth and the life. No man, no man commit unto the Father but by me. And neither is there salvation in any other. You can't find salvation in any other except through Jesus Christ. Jesus said, you have not so learned Christ. You have not so learned Christ. The way you are now, where you found yourself, your behavior, your practices, your beliefs, you have gone off because of the love of filthy lucre, because of pride, because of ambition, you chose to receive and enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season rather to, than suffer affliction with the people of God. You chose the pleasures of Egypt, the ways of Rome, the dress of Rome. You imitate Rome in your dress. You imitate Rome in your behavior. You imitate Rome in your doctrine. You have been deceived by Rome. But you have not so learned Christ. The Jews said they have no king but Caesar. You've adopted all Caesar's ways. You've now become the image of the beast. Look around in your congregation. Look at your leadership. What's the difference between them and the Roman Empire, the Roman Church? They dress like the Romans. They teach what the Romans teach. They behave in the same way. They are loose, lascivious lifestyle. You cannot tell the difference between them and the Romans. Why? Because they one and the same. They are the daughters of the harlot. But you have not so learned Christ. Salvation is of the Jews. Why have you been Romanized and romanticized? Why have you become like that harlot dressed in crimson and purple? A Hollywood act. You dress up to look like something because that thought, that idea is in your mind. You have not so learned Christ. The Bible says he had no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised 
and rejected of men. He was a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief. That don't sound like that Romanized religion that you now fostering upon the people of God. You have not so learned Christ. If so be that you have heard him. Did you hear Christ? Did you hear him? Did he speak to you? Have you been taught by him? The truth is in Jesus. So Paul says to the Ephesian church that you should put off. Put off concerning the conversation that old man, that old time religion, that those popish ways, dress, behaviors, and doctrine, that he put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, Catholic Church rock by scandal of homosexuality, lesbianism, financial corruption, and it's coming into the daughters of Rome. They dress like them, they behave like them, they teach what they teach, the universities and the colleges and all those places operate in the spirit of Rome. And these individuals go and adopt the Romanized way, the romantic way, they say, and bring it to you. But God said that you should put off concerning the former conversation, the whole man, because neither is there salvation in any other except Jesus Christ. And salvation is of the Jews. So how come you so romantic? How come you so much covered in the garb of Rome? Hello, somebody. Put that stuff off. Put off the former conversation of the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. And then be renewed in the spirit of your mind. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Let this mind be in you, a different mind, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. You are making a reputation for yourself as an image of Rome. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. You know, folk got that false holiness. They the holiness church and they run around and shout and say they're speaking in tongues uh, with all the Roman doctrine and with all the Roman garb and the Hollywood acting and all that kind of stuff. He says you should be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. He says, wherefore put away lying. Stop lying to each other. Stop lying to yourselves. Stop lying to the people. Shaking their hands and putting them in bondage. Telling them about three gods and rapture and stuff like that. Bible says we shall be caught up at the last trumpet. Telling them they're going to get saved by their own blood. When nothing can wash away our sins but the blood of Jesus Christ. Stop lying Putting away lying. Speak every man truth with his neighbor. Whether he like it or not. Do you seek to please men or you seek to please God? If you seek to please God, you're going to speak God's word. Whether they hear or whether they forbear. Wherefore, put away lying. Speak every man truth with his neighbor. For we are members one of another. Then the word says. Be angry and sin not. <laughs> oh, there comes a time when you get angry. You can get angry at the behavior. You can get angry at the ways. It's okay. Be angry. Be angry and sin not. You don't have to sin when you're angry. Yeah, you can. I'm not pleased with what you did. I'm displeased. I'm angry. Be angry and sin not. And let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Malice begin to set in bitterness because you're angry and instead of resolving or rectifying the situation You went home stewing and you get angry and it begins to carry over day by day day by day 
bitterness and malice begin to develop in you. The word says neither give place to the devil. You know, sometimes the devil will come and try to sift you as we, but you elbow him off by the word of God. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. Don't give any place to the devil. Shun the very appearance of evil. Be careful of your associations. Neither give place to the devil. Don't give him that foothold. If you give him a toehold, he's going to take a foothold and then he's going to try to take over the whole thing. So don't give place to the devil. You got to put your foot down whether they hear or they forbear. Let him that stole steal no more. Used to be a thief, stop. Used to extort people their resources, stop. Let him that stole steal no more. Get a job or a job, whichever one you, however you want to pronounce it. Get a job. You used to steal from the people. Tell them, raise your hand and you have your, your hands in their pockets. Let him that stole steal no more. Paul says, although the Lord ordained that those that preach the gospel live of the gospel, he says, I don't use any of those things. Lest the ministry be blamed. So though God provided that those who preach the gospel live of the gospel, then the Spirit spoke and said, nevertheless, I've used none of those things. I got a J-O-B, however you want to pronounce it, Job or Job. That's why I tell you, I can't speak English because one word and they call it by two, uh, it has two different names and two different meanings. So get either a Job or a Job, but stop stealing. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him get a job or get a job, but rather let him labor, working with his hands. The thing which is good, get a job, working with his hands, the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that needed. You're always looking for people to give you. You're always looking for something from somebody. How about you giving somebody something? How about you ministering of your substance? All the time you're telling people, well, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray that the Lord bless you. And you're going to get this and you're going to get that. I'm going to prophesy that you get this and you get that. Give them something. Get a job that you may have to give to him that needed. The word says in closing, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. You got to be careful. You got to be careful of the words that you use. You don't know what's going to come out. It's not what you eat defile you. It's what you speak. So let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. You got to get a grip on your tongue. You know how some of you all talk? You all are talking like this. Have no control over the tongue. Not saved. And we know the word says you're not saved. If you can't bridle your tongue, you're not saved. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying. You're going to edify the body. But that which is good to the edifying, that may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. You're not sealed forever. You're sealed unto a certain day. You seal until the day. You know, you ever see those people call it bottles and they go back to redeem it? And when they get to the machine, the machine will take some bottles and it will reject some. Likewise, you are sealed until the day of redemption. And God is going to accept many and he's going to reject some. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. So, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Put away that stuff. For I'm not talking to you. I'm not speaking to you. And I'm mad with you. And they, they bitter and he said, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. You go malice, you're not in the church. Once you start malicing, you left. Finally, he says, and be kind one to another. Be kind, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, forgiving one another, even as. Just as God, for Christ's sake, had forgiven you. You have already been forgiven. 
folk walking around talking about they're going to forgive people or as God is not going to forgive them. No such thing. Christ on the cross said, Father, forgive them. When Christ spoke to the Jews, they were under the law. They had obligations for justification. But we have been predestined, called, and justified. So we, he tells us, be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. You have already been forgiven. You have been forgiven. Now go out. Go out and practice the same, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, come before you this morning, thanking you for your word. Let your word have free course, my God. Let it go forth. Let it touch some heart, stir some heart, cut some heart, pierce some heart. Make a change in some heart, my God. Lord, cause someone to say, I'm a new creature, a new walk, a new talk, a new life in this ministry of reconciliation. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Amen, amen, amen. Come on home, beloved. Come on home. Won't you? Won't you please? Please come home.